<laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to a thousand true crimes. Uh, sorry, things have been a little crazy right now and it's kind of taken us a while to get some episodes out, but I have officially moved into our new house in North Carolina. So <laughs> she's here, yeah, everyone. She's on the I'm here. So hopefully it's been a few months of transit. So hopefully now things will get back to like normal. I feel like every time we say that some other shit hits the fan. <laughs> well, it's mostly your shit that hits the fan. Um, <laughs> Listen, I get a lot of shit. I know. But yeah. So how you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm uh, Pluto went into retrograde last week. So I am just riding the wave of chaos that has hit mm-hmm. my life ever since then. But we're doing it. We're doing it. I told my my mom boss this week that the universe is offering me an opportunity to level up in my ability to pivot gracefully. And I'm embracing it. (laughs) You're a what? I'm embracing it. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. I got this. What about you? You guys getting Um, settled? Getting settled over there? I know you said you just got all your furniture. Yeah, we literally got everything yesterday. So you guys might hear some like banging on the walls. That's uh, the hubby putting up um, pictures. So, you know, we have very limited time to get settled. Yeah. Before. When is he leaving? His... I was going to say, is he leaving again? No, 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 no. He's not leaving anytime soon. It's just he has to go back to work full time. Like they only give you a certain amount of days after your stuff gets in. Oh, and, like, okay. Yeah, so you kind of have to just speed things up. But it's good, and the neighbors are nice, and I've already made a couple of friends, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk thing. about that. Chelsea, when I, so I called her, <laughs> I called her, like, the day she moved in, and she told me she was invited to a bunko night, and I just need to hear everything about this because I've heard a lot of rumors about bunko night, and I need to, I need the dish. So you got to spill it. Tell us. Yeah, tell us so... I've never played it. I, I've never played Bunko before, and I'm not into games. I'm not a very competitive person. So, like, for me, like, Lies. games, I just don't care enough about it. Like, sports, mm-hmm. I'm like, woohoo, you kicked a ball. Good fucking job. <laughs> but, like... You did the sport. <laughs> you did the sport. You threw a football. There, here's your $50 million. Um, so... I, but I went because, you know, I was invited, so I got to make friends and, um, that's real close. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know what it is. Military spouses love their bunko. Um, and if, who, who, if anyone's listening and they're like, what the fuck is bunko? It's, it's literally a dice game. Yeah, can and you give us, like, a, like, brief description of, like, what, no, like how you play? No, I have no idea. Like, it's, like, there's, like, games. You have, like, game one, game two, and game three. At least in this one we did. And I guess there's, like, okay. different games you can play, different rules. I don't really know. But you have, like, you have three dices, and you have to roll, like, round one is you roll for ones. So okay. as long as one dice has one on it, you can roll again until you don't get any ones. Okay. And then round two is you roll for two, and round three, round, roll for threes. Okay, okay. Yada, yada. Got it, got but it. you move different tables. So if you're a winner, you move to the next table, and you kind of, ah. like, rotate. So you're meeting people. Yeah. 
if, a, if you're a loser, you stay at the table that you're at until you win. So you just stay like, at the same table all night? <laughs> well, I did win some money for being the biggest loser. <laughs> hey, lost, you won some money. <laughs> I lost 13 games and only won five. If that doesn't tell you how my life usually goes, I don't know what else will. <laughs> but hey, you still want some money. I mean, hey, that's Shit, gotta count I for give, something. I don't, I don't care. Call me a loser. I've won money, so f exactly. off. Exactly. So I was, um, but it was good. It was good. So yeah, I'm actually going to another bunko night tomorrow. <laughs> Well, you'll have to teach me how to play this game. I've just, I've only heard rumors and I was telling her it's off mic that like the only thing I associated with was like old ladies or not old ladies, middle-aged ladies getting drunk. And I was like, oh wait, but that's what we are now. <laughs> We're not middle age. We're getting real close, girl. I don't even know what's considered middle age now because people to live be fair, to be like yeah. 190. No, you're right. So. You're right, you're right. We, got, we got a solid 10 years. We got a solid 10 years. <sighs> don't say that shit. I know, Anyways. girl. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> well. So what monster or monsteress are we talking about today? Um, Today. All right. Let's crack into our case. Today is the case of Karina Mullen. Uh, of course, you can catch her uh, case on Unusual Suspects on ID. I believe it's episode five. It's called Brute okay. Force. And um, also, like I listen the to that. the podcast Case File. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did a really good job. And it's actually pretty recent that they did theirs, too, their episode. And um, I just want to remind everybody that if you're looking for, like, in-depth investigative investigation journalism, like, that's not us. We're couch no, crime people. we're entertainment. Yeah, couch yeah. That's a good word. So, um, if you're wanting a very like in depth, like hardcore about it, definitely check out Case File. They have a really good okay. episode about it. Okay. Okay. So, just wanted to point that out that this it's a good one. Are you ready? I'm, I don't know. I don't want to say it's I'm... a good one. It's never a good one. With the title of Brute Force, I'm like nervous. But it's it's a roller coaster. Oh god. Oh. All right. So well, I got my wine, so let's go. Oh yeah. What are, I, you, what are you what are you drinking I'm over there? I'm drinking my white wine, my Sauvignon Blanc in a in a solo cup. I have some Merlot. You know? It's called uh, Raven's Roost. Mmm. Yeah. Are you good. at least you're being classy and drinking out of a glass. I literally just have a red solo cup. Well, you just got your shit. I've been doing literally dishes all day long and just running the uh, dishwasher constantly. So I was like, I'm not grabbing a glass that I have to wash. Like Then I'm wash done. again. Yeah, no. Fuck yeah, that. so. All right. <clears throat> Take two. On October 2nd, 1987, a city. Oh God, we're starting real right off the bat. Mi- municipal? <laughs> yeah. Municipal? Municipal. Like municipality? M-U-N-I-C-I-P-A-L. Yeah, municipal. Municipal employee found an abandoned car while working. The employee noticed that there was blood coming from the trunk of the car. Oh, dear. Never a good time. 
So he calls police and police quickly arrive at the scene and they're able to quickly identify the car and they know that it belongs to Karina Mullen. When the police open the trunk, there is a body in the trunk of the car and it is identified as Karina. Damn. All right. So... Karina Mullen, who also went by Rennie, was born September 1st, 1967, and she lived in rural Kentucky, in a rural Kentucky town, and she was a young single mother. Uh, She wanted to, yeah, she wanted to make a better life for her and her daughter, and she decided to move to, like, the nearest city slash town, which was Central City, Kentucky. Okay. At the time that she moved there, it had around 5,000 residents. Smallish, so, but decent. It's, yeah, it's, it's de- 5,000. Jesus, my high school graduate class was like almost 1,000. No, I know. That's, so, but it's not like, like 2,000 people in the town. No, so. Everybody yeah, knows like everybody, a, but it's still got people. Yeah, it has people. But it's a very close community. People know people, people talk. Yeah. Everyone yep, knows yep, everyone. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like New York City. It's literally like a small southern city. Things end up not going the way that she had hoped, and she ends up actually moving back home a little over a month after she left her her parents' house. Mm. Um, on October second, her family were waiting for her to return, as her daughter was already at her parents' farm. Instead, the police had discovered her body. Oh, my God. If they they found found blood, like, dripping out of the trunk, like, something bad happened to her. It's, like, smears. Like, you can tell, like, ooh, something's not right. Oh, so it wasn't, like, pooling behind the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. When she... When they found her body... She was wrapped in a blanket in a fetal position naked. She had been severely beaten around her face and head. She had been stabbed. Her throat had been cut. And she had bruises on her legs that showed two hands prying apart her legs as she fought off her attacker. Ugh. Even one of her nipples had been sliced off. Why? Why is this a thing that happens? Yeah. Yeah, and this is trigger warning, by the way. She had been brutally raped, and the medical examiner said she died of asphyxiation from her own blood. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, it's rough. And it only took me like 20 episodes to get that word correct. (laughs) No, you had it right the first time. I just fucked you up. But you got into my head. I know. I just fucked you up. (laughs) Um,. So she had been beaten so bad that the police weren't able to identify her immediately. Good grief. Now, the reason the police were able to quickly identify the car was because Karina worked at the police department doing clerical work and cleaning as part of like a, as a part of community service. Oh, okay. She had gotten a charge. Yeah. So it was kind of like you work here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So they are able to finally determine her identity. And the main detective 
that was on this case was Detective Billy Fields. And he was determined to find out who did this to her since she was kind of like their own. Like, she had relationships with the police. She'd become friends with them. So everyone was really like, who the fuck could have done this? Especially in a small town. And she's, like, young and gorgeous and beautiful and, like... I think she was, like, 21, 20, like, early 20s when she was killed. I'm just, like, looking at pictures of her. And her daughter looks like Farrah Fawcett. No. Yeah. So, as they're looking around the car, they notice the lack of blood. And so they know that she wasn't killed where the car was abandoned. Got it. But was just used as a transport. Mm-hmm. They found three hairs on her back and took some blood samples, as well as some dirt and gravel found on her and in the car. Kinda. So they do go back to her apartment, and that is where they find the crime scene. There is a, oh, obviously, a lot of blood on the bed and floor. Mm-hmm. There was no signs of forced entry into the apartment. And this is important. Just remember this. They collected a total of 23 bags of evidence between her and her bedroom and was sent to Madisonville, Kentucky State Lab. Okay. Okay? All right. Now, of course, the police immediately questioned her roommate, Angela Smith. Oh, she Angela, was Yeah, she was living with... She had a roommate, um... And Angela claims she has no idea what happened and that she hasn't seen Karina since midnight the night before. Now, Karina's room and Angela's room have adjoining walls. So it does kind of raise some red flags with the cops because they're like, it's such a violent crime. How How could you not hear anything? Right. Angela claims that the reason she didn't hear anything was because she had been drinking and taking like drugs and painkillers. Mm. Yeah. The police do talk to the neighbors and no one reports anything out of the ordinary or hearing anything. And then, so the cops are really at this point kind of focusing on Angela. Yeah, because like, I'm sorry, that you would have heard screaming. You would have heard banging. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care how fucked up you are. You're going to hear something. And it's the night before she's supposed to go home. And Angela doesn't have any sort of an alibi. Like, she was home that night, she says. So, she's... So, Angela's a single mother of herself. Uh And that's kind of how her and Karina, like, really bonded. And she said that she wanted to take Karina out for her last night being there before she Mm -hmm. moved back home. They They came back around midnight, watched a bit of TV, and Karina went to bed. Karina did tell Angela that Jimmy Springer, her boyfriend of six months, might stop by, so keep the door unlocked, which would explain the no forced entry. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does explain the no forced entry, but, like, so she's just alleging that she was, like, fucked up on pills mm -hmm. and that she slept through the whole thing. Like, so fucked up that she didn't hear anything. What? And I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. So, now, Karina and Jimmy, they aren't... Romeo and Juliet. They, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, they're not Ken and Barbie. And I shouldn't say that either. Ken and Barbies are murderers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they're no... They're no um, sweethearts. I don't know how you say this. They're not, like, your ideal couple, okay? Yeah. They are fighting a lot. And Mr. She... and Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah, June and Miss. Yep, there you go. That's a good yeah. one. 
Um, she even told her parents about the arguments that she was having. And there was one time specifically that her dad asked her why her face was so red. And she said that um, her and Jimmy had gotten into an argument and he took a washcloth and scrubbed the makeup off her face, telling her that she didn't need all that makeup. Ugh, don't like that. No. So her family didn't really like him. And Angela does confirm that they were having fights. So now the police are like, okay, it might not be Angela. Like she might be telling the truth. So they turn to Jimmy as being a prime suspect. Okay. They finally track him down, and Jimmy does admit to being in the apartment that night, but claims that Karina was not there. He claims he noticed some blood by Karina's bedroom door, and that when he looked inside, he saw some blood and then left. He also claims that he drove around looking for her and couldn't find her, so he went back to his friend's house and went to bed. Okay, first of all, this sounds fishy as hell. Second of all, this is still in the town of 5,000 people. This yeah. This is a small... Okay, all right, so... Yeah. Okay. But that sounds fishy as hell. Like, he didn't yeah. call the police or anything? Exactly. That's why the police are like, okay, you're kind of making yourself the prime suspect here because, like, why the fuck wouldn't you call the police? Exactly. Mm. It makes no sense. And especially sense. because he said he saw a little bit of blood, and we know, mm-hmm. like, she had lost a lot of blood by a, the time that they had found her. So, like, there was probably blood every fucking where. Like, not just a little Mm -hmm. bit of blood here and there. Yeah, no, it was a lot. And I don't care how big of a douche you are. Like, you're not going to... I mean, you can be a douchebag and you still walk in on a scene like that and still you're going to be like, oh, shit, someone got fucked up. I'm going to call the cops. Like, you're not going to just walk away. I don't like it. You can call anonymous. Yeah, and you you can call and, like, not give your identity. So, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's lots of ways you can handle this. I don't buy it. Yeah. So the detectives get a call and they got the toxicology toxicology report. There it is. (laughs) There you go. And the report tells them that there's no alcohol in Karina's blood and there's no witnesses who can collaborate with uh, Angela and say that they were at the bar and drinking. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Now I'm like, were they in on it? Yeah. So now Angela jumps back kind of to the top of the detectives list as a prime suspect, but there's no way that Angela could have done this violent of a crime by herself. No, she's exactly she's a, she's a small no. girl too. Yeah. And that is when the detectives believe Jeffrey Boyd, one of Angela's friends, was involved. Now, Jeffrey isn't unknown to police. He's a local drug dealer, and he kind of like has his own gang selling drugs in the town. He had been convicted of trafficking controlled substances, rape, and other violent offenses. So, like, people know to stay away from him in town. Like, and he's a big dude. Like, he's huge. He's like... Yeah, he's just. Oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. Very large, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like there's a picture of him in court, and there's like cops behind him, and they're like at his shoulder. Like, yeah, two of them are at his shoulder. Yeah, he's he's fucking huge. So like people know who he is, and people stay away from him. Okay. Um, so the detectives also get a call 
saying that this witness had seen Jeffrey threatening Karina with a handgun, saying, bitch, tonight you will die. And that night she was murdered. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, two days before Karina was murdered, she had spoken to a police officer about cocaine trafficking in Mullenberg County, and Jeffrey Boy was involved, as well as trafficking stolen property. So the main detective, Detective Field, starts to investigate this theory that Jeff was involved, but there was no evidence that Jeffrey knew Karina had come to the police. And when they spoke to the eyewitness that said he saw Jeff uh, Jeffrey threatening Karina, it is concluded that the, uh, like the event didn't happen. Okay. All right. So since there really isn't any evidence backing up this theory that Jeffrey was like involved, they turned back to Jimmy. And on November 30th, 1987, Jimmy is taken into custody and charged with her murder. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we are. So the case takes a while to go to court and it isn't until July of 1988 that Jimmy goes to trial. The trial lasts two days and goes to the jury. So the Whoa. prosecution. Huh? Th- that's a short ass trial. Mm-hmm. Well, so the prosecution did not have like any physical evidence that he was no, the one yeah. that murdered Karina. There was also witnesses saying that they were with him and that maybe for only 15 to 20 minutes out of the night that they didn't see him and the crime like this crime was so violent it could not have taken 15 to 20 minutes they jumped the gun um was there a lot of pressure on the cops like was this a big media thing during the yeah this is like this is like a big case in the town and like i mean this is a town of five thousand, and this is such a violent like she was unrecognizable so like the the cops probably just felt a lot of pressure to arrest somebody and like put this to case to bed that they might have jumped the gun a little bit what are you looking at my fan is making a really fucking weird ass noise and i don't and the only way i can turn it off is if i turn the lights off i'm wondering if it's gonna fix itself is this your bedroom fan yes it's it's the uh Welcome to base housing. The, the And now we know why a bunch of murderers come out of the North Carolina military base. Yeah, seriously. So hold on a second. Let me see if I can fix this. One second. Okay, 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 okay. Alright, it fixed itself kinda. Woo! Yeah. Sorry guys, a lot of background noise this time. So the brilliant electrician, whoever wired this house in the 70s or whatever fucking time this house this house was wired last <laughs> and when you turn the light on it automatically turns the fan on there's not a cord there is a cord the cord doesn't fucking work what <laughs> <laughs> what were they thinking <laughs> our water heater doesn't really work our garbage disposal crapped out today. It's, you know. It's... Hey, new house blues. 
New house blues. <coughs> and also, Pluto did just go into retrograde, which you're a Gemini. I bet it affected you, too. You're close to me. Mm. Is Pluto out? Is Pluto a planet again? Are we allowed to celebrate that? or? I mean, it, it's always been a planet. It's just now classified as a dwarf planet. And it went into retrograde. And anytime any planet goes into retrograde, it affects the magnet, the the gra- it affects basically like we're, we're going to go down a real deep tangent but like every planet affects right you have to if you believe in astrology you have to believe that everything has energy right yeah and that when you're born the energy is based off of where the planets are in the sky it affects you as you're being knit together like in your womb and so when the planets move in certain ways, those energies kind of pull on you based off of the way you were formed inside of your womb. So when something goes into retrograde, it kind of affects gravity like a tiny, 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 tiny bit and like all those energies a little bit. And so for some people, when certain planets go into retrograde, it's good. It's some people it doesn't affect them. For some people, it's really bad. I looked up my sign trying to figure out like how it affected me it fucks with mm-hmm. my whole situation when pluto goes into retrograde i don't know how it affects gemini's but i'm gonna guess that it probably is similar. i have a feeling jim and like every planet that goes into retrograde probably affects us because we're like the twins so we're just sweet and bitchy so it could be it could be <laughs> i don't know gemini's really get fucked in astrology sometimes but anyways back before yeah, but the you guys I'm... get away with murder a lot do we really? I don't know. I just know a lot of murderers are Gemini, so I assume that there's a fair number that have gotten away with it. Okay. Well, there's your science for the day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways, before I was really interrupted by the um, fan. Um. Okay. So there's really no evidence. There's uh, there's witnesses saying that they were with him the night that she was murdered and had only been away from them for like 15, 20 minutes. Um. So essentially, his defense is like, y'all ha- don't have anything. There is no physical evidence on this. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And within a few hours, the jury acquitted him on lack of evidence. Now, because they put him on trial and based it on circumstantial evidence, he now can never be convicted yep. of killing Karina, even if they did find physical evidence proving he did it. Yep. They fucked up. They did it too soon. They went too they soon. They did it too soon. This is the problem when you put too much pressure on the police for a conviction and for, like, mm-hmm. a, a sus or for a perpetrator. Like, you need to really, like, let them do their work. And I'm saying, like, not, don't not put pressure on them. Obviously, like, you need to make sure you keep pressure on them so that they keep working the case. But if, like, as a society, we've seen this time and time again in murder cases where they jump the gun, they don't have enough evidence, the person gets off, and they can't be tried again, even if they yeah. know that it's the person. Or... They put an innocent person behind bars, or and they put that an innocent person's person behind life bars. is ruined, and they didn't do anything, and then they never get out, and then the person Speaking that did do which, it continues on with their exciting life. Exciting news! If anyone follows the case of Adnan, there's apparently some really so, exciting yeah, news that's, coming that's out. Yeah, that's a whole. Ooh, if no one's, if you are looking for a podcast and you haven't heard of Serial, Serial, that is a good one. Yeah, but there's there's all. some new um, information coming out. Apparently, something really exciting is about to happen. I don't know what it is yet. Oh, really? You'll have yeah. To, uh, Do you remember how his his cousin Rabia 
She's mm-hmm. like been fighting his case. She just recently yeah. posted a tweet that was like, we have exciting news. I can't say anything yet. Hashtag free Adnan. Oh, shit. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's so exciting. I wonder if he's getting a new trial. I hope Because so. he's been denied trials over and over and over. He had one shit. last, I think it was like one last plea or like one last appeal. And I think that it might be coming. Mm, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully Pluto is on his side. Um, (laughs) All right. So the case goes cold at this point and her car is actually returned to her parents. Really? Yep. Yep. Because at this point it's like, well, all of the town and even like at the point her parents are thinking like Jimmy did this. You know? Oh. And maybe not her parents, but, like, everyone, like, the police, um, the town, they're all, like, Jimmy did this. Like, this is what it is. Like, yada, yada, yada. So, like, we don't need the car anymore. We don't need any of this evidence anymore. You can take the car. You, like, mm. he didn't get charged, but we know who did it. Like, sorry. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need the car anymore. No, I hear what you're saying. But also, again, I feel like that's a bit premature. But it's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's the eighties. They didn't have a lot of stuff. It was a small yeah. town. They probably didn't now, know better. Like ugh. when the cars actually returned to her parents, her blood is still stained in it. Oh my God. So it's literally, so it is literally in the same position, like condition that the police had found it. And this just rips her dad Claude apart. Of course it does. And it makes and he makes it his life mission to find out who did this to her. Aww. Now, since the car is in the exact same condition as it was found, he starts to look around the car, hoping that since the car is returned in the same condition, that he's going to find something that maybe the cops missed. Yeah. He opens the passenger side door and he starts to like reach in and fill in between the seats and all mm-hmm. these things. And he actually pulls out a pocket knife with blood on it. Mm. So the police take the knife, and it is determined that the pocket knife did not have human blood on it. And the police... I don't know if that makes it better. (laughs) I don't know, right? And the police actually defend this, like, of them not finding this pocket knife in the original argument because, like, hey, like, it was stuck in between the seats. Like, sometimes, like, things can get missed. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, like, like you just did. Yeah. Are we dealing with some bumbling cops here? Let me tell you. So it's another setback for the family. And for the next few years, Claude continues to fight for his daughter. And he actually works. Yeah. And he actually works with the detective, with uh, the main detective, Detective Field, to figure out what is going on. Like they are going on hunting down clues and, and looking for different, like, evidence together and riding together he they came over for dinner like they're really trying to figure out what is going on thank god that detective fields is at least making an effort jesus christ so in 1992 about 20 years later a new investigator took on the case deputy sheriff terry arnett starts from scratch and starts to hunt down all the leads because the case, I guess, is still considered, like, open since okay. Jimmy was cold. acquitted. It's just cold. 
Okay. And it is now 2004. And, ter- and remember, this happened like late 80s. Yeah. And Terry yeah. has exhausted all the leads and has, and he has like a pretty big case file on her murder. Like he was getting phone calls about like death threats, like harm to his family. And he's like, oh, yeah, fuck damn. you all. Yeah, Damn. he's like, fuck you all. Like, I'm going to find out who did this to this to this woman. This is who? Detective Terry? Detective Sh- Deputy Sheriff Terry Arnett. Listen. Way to be a good cop. Yep. So, Detective Terry, though, gets diagnosed with cancer and it's terminal. Ah! Uh, I know. God now, damn it! I know, I know. It's like one thing where you're just like, gosh, give this family a break. No fucking rest um, for the wicked. Jesus Christ. Now, he he was not going to let this go, even though he couldn't continue on the case. Okay. So he turns it, he turns the case file over to his best friend, Curtis McGee. Okay. Who was the pastor of Detective Arnett's church. But when you watch, if you watch the episode of on id mcgee becomes the sheriff of mullenberg county so when he yeah so when he got the file from detective arnett he was a pastor at the church but when you meet became the sheriff but when you meet like him in the episode um, Curtis McGee, when you meet him in the episode, he is now the sheriff of Mullenberg County. That's weird, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, people have career changes. I don't know. That feels a little weird, but yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he had a calling. <laughs> I don't know. Probably more money, I would think. Uh, well, yeah, in that kind of a town. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I'm going to assume so, that he does some good work, so I'm going to be glad for it later. Mm-hmm. So Detective Arnett died in 2005 from cancer. Aw. So now Sheriff McGee is going through all the evidence and the case file that Detective Arnett put together. And one major shocking thing, remember all the bagged evidence? Right. That they found no. at the crime scene was that the 23 pieces of evidence that was collected had disappeared. No. After Jimmy's, after Jimmy's trial, the evidence went missing. We also find out that none of the evidence had ever been tested because the lab <gasps> was never asked to. And okay. in Kentucky. Who is in on this? Who is in and on in this? <laughs> And in Kentucky, they only test if the police ask, and Central City Police never did. So less than a year after Detective Arnett passes, a new detective takes over the case, and that is Kentucky State Police Damon Fleming. Finally, a new witness comes forward, and I I don't think this is her real name because the episode on ID did a different name than what you'll hear on case file. So I don't think okay. I'm going to use the one that ID used, but well, clearly um, there's some kind of big ass conspiracy going on. So they probably had yeah. to hide her name so that she could protect herself. 
yeah. So Melissa comes forward. And she was 16 at the time, and she had witnessed the murder. What? So this is a trigger warning. It gets pretty intense from here on out, okay? Hold on, this hold, is on violent hold on, And sexual trigger warning, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to need it. So Melissa had been walking back from home from a friend's house when a Central City police car pulled up next to her and Jeffrey Boyd gets out of the car and shoves her into the back of the car. Jeffrey Boyd, okay? Okay. Melissa recognizes that the police officer in the car is Detective Fields. She was then taken to Karina's apartment. She said that at one point, Karina Fields starts arguing because there's Karina thought she was pregnant, possibly, and that Fields was the dad and he wasn't happy about it. <gasps> and that also Fields said that. No, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave me on the edge like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had a little visitor that Karina needed to be punished because she had given some information about drugs and stolen property (gasps) to the police while she was working. Fields used a thick metal pipe to beat Karina. Boyd had also brought along 18-year-old Jimmy to help torture Karina. Oh, my God. And this is not her boyfriend, Jimmy. This is a different Jimmy, right? So, I think, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because on Case File, it sounded like, he made it sound like it was, um. This is her boyfriend. I mean, it sounded like a boyfriend, but when it's like. It's different last names. But then everything else I've read said Jimmy Kramer. Yeah. Jimmy Dale Kramer. Okay. Unless it changed. Unless he changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But I'm reading a 14 News article in 2009, and they say, Mm -hmm. they say um, Jimmy Dale Kramer. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just going to say Jimmy Kramer. Okay. So Detective Fields and Officer Boyd... No, Detective Show- Fields and Jimmy Boyd. Jimmy is not an... Uh, you mean Jeff. Jeff Boyd. Jeff Boyd, sorry. I got to find my notes where I'm at. Jeff is not an officer. He's the gang guy. Oh, right, 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 right. So Detective okay. Fields, Jeff Boyd's, who's the giant dude. Yeah. And 18-year-old Jimmy Kramer. With this 18-year-old kid and then this 16-year-old that they grabbed off the street. Presumably they, they knew her, probably. Like in some way yeah we probably just don't know Um, because they're keeping everything private yeah so they beat her stabbed her multiple times um then the three men raped karina jesus christ and you have to think about that there's like blood spatter everywhere blood on their clothes they never cared about it 
because Detective Fields would be the one that had to turn it in, turn it in for processing. Fuck he would off. have to make the call. God damn for it. For it to get tested. Bastards. So after they were done raping and killing Karina, the three God men then it. raped Melissa. God damn it. So they put Karina's body in the car while Boyd ran out of the apartment. And they make Melissa drive her car, drive Karina's car, to an abandoned parking lot in the middle of town where Boyd was waiting. At this point, Melissa realizes, like, if I don't get the fuck out of here... They're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. And when she stops the car, she gets a moment of opportunity and she takes it and she, she fucking takes off running. Yeah, good girl. All the way back home where she hid until daylight. God damn it. And she never told anyone. Fuck all these guys. Because she's fucking terrified. Of course she was. So. fucking Christ. Yeah. So it comes to light that while Detective Fields was in position, he was facilitating a massive drug ring. And Karina had come forward about Boyd. But she had no idea that Detective Fields was like the main ringleader of this this drug Damn ring. it. Also, Angela, her roommate, witnessed the murder as well. Yep, of course she did. We knew that shit it. was sus. Well, so she was sobbing in her bedroom because she heard the whole thing. She's absolutely She just sobbing. knew she couldn't do shit. She knew she couldn't do she shit She couldn't about do it. shit. She couldn't do shit. And Detective Fields threatened her. Course. And told her oh what to say when she was questioned. Oh my God. These poor women. I know. We also come to find out that he intimidated every witness into staying silent. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the evidence, since he didn't put a request in it for it to be tested after Jimmy's trial, it's thrown out. Yep. Nope. He requests that all the evidence be returned to him. <gasps> Ew, sick fucking bastard. See, now we're not even just talking about like a fucked up cop doing fucked up shit. Now we're talking about a serial killer keeping trophies. Yeah. Like he like legit, like he destroyed the evidence himself. Wow. 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 So. God, go fuck yourself, dude. You know, like, like mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. So that is what Melissa told her, told the detectives what happened. Now, the detectives and the state police. Can we just pause and also, like, for Melissa? Yeah. Because, like, that took a lot of fucking balls to say. Yeah, and she, I believe in, like, case file, they said that she was in there for a different, like, an unrelated offense or something like that. And she yeah. finally, like, I don't know if she used it like a... Like a bargaining, bargaining tool or she was like, you know what? I can't hold this anymore. Like, and it had been over 20 years. Damn. So when detective Arnett was doing his investigation, people were starting to talk to him about what they did see that night. Like people did see, um, a man driving her car the night that she was killed. Wow. A neighbor did see her car backed up into the parking lot with the trunk open. Was Detective Fields still a, a, an officer at the time, or had he retired? He was not. So at the time that Melissa came and told 
her, like what happened. He had been retired. He was still living in the, in the town, living his life, fishing, like all that shit. I bet they just weren't as scared of him anymore. Yeah. Well, people were scared of him, but like it had been so long that people, I don't know. You know? Well, and he, he was retired. Maybe there was a new drug lord in town that they didn't have to be scared of. And now they're like, yeah, fuck Or this maybe dude. he was still part of it. You know? Or he's like, just so I old. Wouldn't... Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I, like, I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. So Detective Arnett also found the single piece of paper that Fields requesting that all the evidence be returned back to him. So now they actually have the one because they have no they physical have evidence anymore because yeah. he got rid of it all but they have the one piece that you had the evidence last talk about a fucking stroke of luck and you remember this guy this i'm not even gonna say detective anymore fields had dinner with her family had helped the dad and was driving around with her father father oh my god he his dad had her father had cried to him I am incensed. I am incensed. Yeah. And you, I mean, I. I There's no words. There's no words. No. There's just nothing you can say about that. Like, you have to be a cold-blooded person for that shit. Rotten hell. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. Rotten hell. So, November 2nd, 2006, Billy Fields is taken into custody. Good. And like I said, he had stayed in Central City. And a lot of people loved him and looked up to him. And they would not Damn. believe that he did this. Damn. He was so adamant in finding the killer. Like I said, he even sat with Karina's parents, had dinner with them, all that stuff. So, like, the, the town had a really hard time. Really hard time believing. Some people really did not believe he did it. <laughs> so, in April 2009, Fields, Boyd, and Kramer were put on trial and all three were convicted of kidnapping and rape. Good. Kramer gets first-degree manslaughter. Boyd and Fields were convicted of first-degree murder. Okay. Um, and I believe Kramer got charged with rape as well. I was say, he got manslaughter? Yeah. He must have had so a good-ass attorney. Like, he was... It, he was a lackey. He when, was a lackey. Well, no, I don't even know if he really wanted to be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. probably I think Jeff it was more was like, like he was kind of show the forced. fuck up or we're going to kill like, you. They were like, they like, like, forced him to attack yeah, her and stab her and everything. So, when. I'll give so him Jimmy the benefit Kramer, of the doubt, I guess. Well, Jimmy Kramer was sentenced to 60 years. Yeah. Gordon Fields were sentenced to life in prison. Ain't nobody getting and, out. Angela, the roommate, was charged with perjury because she lied. Really? And she never, yeah. They did charge her with perjury. Even though she was coerced? Yeah. I mean, I don't know the cases, but she's just given, she was given probation. Okay. She was All never. Right. Well, fair she enough. Was, she didn't spend All time right. in jail. She just we got gotta, probation. We got to take perjury a little seriously. We do. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. And, like, you have to think of, like, it's been 20 plus years, like, you could have come forward at this point, and you didn't. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, but yeah, so that is the case of Karina Mullen. Damn. I told that you it was a roller coaster. Woman. That poor woman. 
I know. He even had me fooled, this stupid Fields dude, for a hot second I there. know. When you said, when you were like, oh, at least we have to praise Detective Fields for doing such hard work. No, that was, was the like, second cop. That was the second cop. No, it was you said Detective Fields. When you read it, you'll hear it. Yeah, keep it in, though. It's fine. I will. I will. Yeah, but I was like, I would like try not to make a face because I was like, oh, you don't know what's about to happen. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, but like the fact that someone was willing to look into it again mm-hmm. and uncover all this shit. I mean, this is why we can't let cold cases just go, you know? Damn. No, and like now with like new evidence and, and DNA testing and sometimes the fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. It just, it helps. So, but you know, like it sucks that they got to spend so much time and got to live this life that Karina never did. And, you know, her daughter never got to know her mother and, nope. but they're at least in bars for the rest of and their life. And she died like a really bad death. Oh, it was, it was brutal. It was a very brutal a really death. Bad death. And, um, yeah. I mean, she died from essentially like choking on her own blood yeah Mm. so but at least none of those motherfuckers are getting out of jail anytime soon probably before they die honestly they're probably all gonna die in jail and you know honestly may Um, they rot jimmy 60 years might well he was 18 at the time okay so 18 plus 20 is 38 plus 60 98 oh yeah never mind i can't do math but that's assuming he doesn't get out for good behavior. Well, manslaughter, well, I guess there's a chance he could get out for good behavior. There's a chance, I suppose, he could get out for good behavior on probation, yeah. I suppose. But I doubt it. And, and like, yeah, so. But, yeah, I hope As that I brightens said, your week up a little bit. May they rot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, fuck you. Uh, so what was your weekly win for today? Damn. Or this week? I don't even know if I have one. This week has been just like, these past two weeks have just been insane. Let me think. Let me think. I know I'm going to have one. Oh, psh, I know what my weekly win is. The library in North Carolina opened to the public again. I am a huge library fiend. I adore the library. I love just going in there and like hanging out with my girls and spending a whole morning there. Um, and I got this really awesome book. So we were so excited that the library opened. The girls checked out, like, 28 books. I got, like, <laughs> three books. I'm already halfway through my first one. I love them. Oh I'm goodness. so excited. Yes, it's finally open. So that's my week of win. <laughs> I'm what not going to lie. I'm a little hurt because I thought you were going to say your weekly win was that we're in the same state, but I guess not. So. Oh, well, technically, that was, like, last week. That's why we got to record every week. Whenever we come and visit... Uh-huh. It's going to be my weekly win for, like, a year. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to record when you visit. Um, my I'm weekly so win is I got... to hold that baby and squeeze his face and just He's eat it a... off of him. <laughs> He's such a sweet boy. Um, my weekly win is that we got our shit. I bet. <laughs> I mean, you and guys have been living like... off of, like, paper plates for, what, a week? So about, we've only been in the week? house... Yeah, we've only been in the house for a week, so we really can't complain. Because, like, we had family give us pots and pans and stuff like that. So, like, and it really wasn't that bad. That's helpful. 
And, like, I've been exploring, so we haven't been just, like, sitting in the house. Um, well, of course not. Now it's just still, putting it's everything together. Stuff. Yeah, now it's just, like, figuring out what we're going to do and where everything's going to go and all that fun stuff. It never so, ends. It never does. And in three years, I'll do it all over again. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! We just need to make sure and, like... I need to make sure we see each other a bunch in these next three years. Well, yeah, like, well, we can come to you. You can come here. Once I get the house set up, I'll let you know, and then you can come here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm literally just waiting for you to tell me. And I have a week off in June, July, and August. So, okay. like, even, I mean, we can still do weekend trips and stuff. Like, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but, like, but it would even... be nice if you just come for, like, a few days and you don't have to. Because it's, what, a two-hour drive? Yeah. Yeah. Over to Topsail, yeah. It's like okay. an hour 45. Okay, sweet. All right, well, listen, everyone needs to tune in next week because next week we have our very first listener mm-hmm. recommendation. Yes, we do, and it's it's a fucking doozy. I am, <laughs> like, struggling so hard not to not, like, Google who this person is because I don't know anything about this person. And so I'm, like, trying really hard not to, like, just dive it's, in. But I haven't really heard too much about this guy. Um, so it's a lot. But it's, um, yeah, it's a huge trigger warning going to be coming your way, just FYI. So pretty much every episode is a trigger warning. Yeah, and but I don't this know if any of our pretty listeners... damn brutal. Oh, God. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Worse than this episode? Yeah. Is it worse than Ken and Barbie? Yeah. Oh, no. That one was so bad. I literally could not. Like, I had nightmares about Ken and Barbie. Oh, God. Okay. But all that Mm. to be said, if you guys have any recommendations, we will do them. Absolutely. Um, Hop into our Facebook group, a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group. Or you can find us on Instagram at a thousand true crimes pod. Um, you can comment on a post and let us know a recommendation. You can shoot us a DM. You can email us at a thousand ways network um, at gmail.com. But yeah, let us know if you have any recommendations that you want us to cover or any stories that you want us to cover. Um, you can hear me like whine about it and <laughs> you can hear. <laughs> you can Chelsea. hear my couch journalism. On it. Yeah, about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, All everyone. Right, y'all. Join us next week. And stay safe and get it. Or wait, lock your doors and get a dog. Yeah, lock your doors and get a dog. <laughs> All bye. right, bye, fam. <laughs>